Before we get started, there are a few general preparations to make. Get your paperwork ready. Ensure your passport is up to date to verify your work rights. Overseas candidates should be ready to present their work visa. Find your original tertiary qualifications and all original documentation relating to the qualifications you claim to have. You should also have copies made to be signed and stamped by a JP. Later, these can be sent to an employer for their records. Next, ensure you have the current contact details of your referees and know their whereabouts so you can reach them at short notice. You don't want to discover that your referee has disappeared just when you need them to endorse you. Next, check your current employment contract for non-compete clauses because such clauses may limit for a period of time the employers whom you can approach. Next, confirm the required notice period outlined in your current employment contract because it's likely to be one of the first questions asked of you by prospective employers and recruiters. Next, check the complete breakdown of your current remuneration package so you know how to compare like for like when employers or recruiters start throwing numbers around. You don't want there to be any miscommunication about money, which often occurs when job seekers are unprepared. Finally, if you're currently employed, now is the time to give serious thought to what it will take to satisfy you to stay where you are versus what a new employer may offer to inspire you to leave. If you prefer to remain with your current employer, initiate career planning discussions with realistic timelines and then ask yourself if waiting for them is likely to pay off. The manner in which your employer handles these discussions will reveal a great deal about their attitude towards your career with them and will help you make the right decision about any potential counteroffer made by them. Okay, now let's get on to the good stuff, preparing your thoughts for the important steps ahead. A couple of years ago, a candidate of mine was invited to an interview with one of my client employers. This candidate prepared herself by learning about the employer's products, brands, and other important details relating to them. Knowing about the employer will always impress an interview panel because it shows enthusiasm for joining their business. However, in this case, the candidate spent no time in preparation to gather her thoughts about her own previous experience and achievements. Her priorities were completely back to front, which is why she was unsuccessful. You may be excused for not having prepared enough about an employer, but it's utter carelessness to attend an interview unable to discuss the employer's main agenda, you. If you're starting from scratch without any CV or any idea how to communicate your experience in an interview, I suggest writing down key achievements on paper in simple draft format. Initially, it may be easier to record yourself doing a memory dump, particularly from the last three to five years of your career, where most of the emphasis will be focused. From there, type out what you've recorded in brief bullet points written in the third person. The aim is to get as much good content on paper without worrying about formatting. As we discussed in the Selling and Salesmanship section of part two, the tools for success, achievements carry a lot of impact and should be the emphasis of this draft document and your resume. Ultimately, in your CV, 
you may prefer to combine or separate responsibilities from achievements, or you may prefer to simply list your achievements only. I've seen great CVs using each of these formats, but for now, just transcribe as many for each position as you can. Here are some examples of how you can construct a series of responsibilities to generate a powerful list of corresponding achievements. The responsibility might be specific projects you worked on, while the corresponding achievement is projects you completed ahead of time and under budget, which resulted in the customer awarding you with several new contracts. Details of KPIs assigned to you versus KPIs you met and surpassed. Size of budgets and resources you manage versus extra value you extracted from the budget to deliver growth. Specific tools, technology you used versus tools you implemented and mastered to bring about change. Details of the team directly reporting to you versus a team you grew, developed and transformed. Key customers or stakeholders you manage versus key customers you won, relationships you enhanced or turned around and trading terms you successfully negotiated. Core products and services you offered versus new growth areas you delivered for the business and specific business problems given to you to solve versus winning strategies you implemented to turn the business around. And finally, key processes or policies you managed versus processes or policies you streamlined and enhanced. Give careful thought to how you quantify your achievements so that rather than making intangible claims, describe them as measurable contributions to deliver company objectives like EBIT, sales revenue, profit or market share, or whatever metrics highlight your contribution, and use dollar figures and percentage points to articulate these details. For instance, rather than say, the results were awesome, you could say the portfolio grew by 5% and increased market share by 8%, a result which superseded our company target and consequently paid out 100% of bonuses. Be sure to also include in the achievement section any extraordinary initiatives you personally undertook and any outstanding recognition or awards you received, like being invited as one of the only two members of the local team to take part in the annual leadership development program in Hawaii. During the hiring process, employers work from a position description. This is usually a standard document outlining core functional skills associated with a specific job title. As part of your preparation, list achievements relating to the core functions of the positions you've held. Later, you'll use these as proof that your experience matches the employer's requirements. The added benefit of emphasizing your core functions is that not only will this make your previous job titles more credible, but they'll provide an employer with a more accurate understanding of each position you've held. This is especially relevant if you've ever had an obscure or non-standard job title. You'll find a list of core functions associated with various job titles in the resources section. Once you've completed this draft document outlining your achievements, 
you'll have formed the basis of your resume and much of the content for your interviews to come. Interviews are not black and white like resumes. In an interview, you need to tell a story to engage your listener, taking them on a journey of highs and lows, including the challenges you faced and overcame. You'll therefore need to provide valuable content for your contribution to each one of your employers. To do that, I would suggest an additional memory dump into a second document. Apart from providing context for each position, this new document will also provide broader topics of discussion, details which influenced your position, such as key events impacting the business, employer culture and shifts in morale, employer leadership style, main competitors and the challenges they posed, company performance, wins or losses, restructures and business transformation, team size, structure and team dynamics, processes and specific ways of accomplishing objectives, and personal successes, failures and learnings. So for example, you might prepare a statement like, during COVID-19, the business went through a restructure, including a change of CEO, and we pivoted our offering to be more in line with health and safety products, which in turn boosted our annual result by 10%. This was a great result, considering at the start of COVID-19, we were expecting a decline in sales. Giving context to your achievements will serve to create a much more engaging and robust story of your experiences. Now, when it comes to your own successes and failures, make sure you're honest with yourself, identifying and articulating your learnings from the past. Assess your own performance and what you could have done better with hindsight. This will ensure that when you're challenged during interviews, you'll know how to defend yourself. But if you did experience some genuine failures, you'll at least demonstrate courage and self-awareness by acknowledging your failures. And you can highlight the wisdom you've gained from the experience. Self-awareness and wisdom are vital leadership qualities, critical to any prospective employer who values your personal development. After all, you may get hired on the basis of your successes, but your career will flourish by your ability to learn from your failures. In summary, take the time to prepare and gather your thoughts by making a brief account of your experiences. These documents will contain strong support for your overall argument as a highly valuable asset to any suitable employer. They'll also serve as a quick reference guide for many years to come to refresh your memory prior to interviews. None of your preparations will be wasted. Once you're fully prepared, you'll be ready to compile an exceptional document which powerfully encapsulates your skills and experience. Your resume should be a worthy ambassador, which should make you proud to send ahead to any reputable organization. 